Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hey, One Hope Church and One Hope friends, this is uh, Peter, and we're continuing our Bible reading podcast as we are looking at these supplemental readings that are helping to further flesh out the teaching that we're receiving Sunday mornings at One Hope Church, going through the book of Romans. And on Sunday, we're in Romans chapter 7, in which Paul comes back to this central theme of the book of Romans, uh, the theme of the law. What is the purpose and function of the law? And he's already said throughout Romans that it can't give us life, and that it really it reveals our sin. Um, it doesn't make us better. Rather, it just shows that uh, we need grace. It drives us to Christ. And in Romans 7, he's continuing to basically make that teaching point, but he does so in a really tender way as he really in a vulnerable way opens up his life to us and opens his heart to us and lets us see a glimpse of his own struggle with sin uh, prior to becoming a Christian and after becoming a Christian too. That's the other key focus of Romans 7 is that as Christians we still struggle with sin and uh, why that is. But in the part of Romans where he's talking about his struggle with sin before becoming a Christian, he's really talking uh, a lot about the law and the function that the law had in his life, uh, that the more he tried to follow the law, at the t- at, during that time when he thought the law could give life and he couldn't fulfill it, um, the law kept coming at him and he thought he was doing pretty well with the Ten Commandments until he came to the Tenth Commandment, Thou shalt not covet. And then he realized that was a sin of the heart, and he commit, had committed that sin. And and then he discovered that the more he tried to not fulfill that sin, the more he committed it. And it just brought him death, not life, he found. It drove him to the end of himself, to the place where he was finally ready to receive the gospel, ready to receive grace. And, and so that's just a further illustration of the purpose and function of the law, which is to, to drive us to Christ. And, and in our reading for today, uh, really just further illustrates or just is a great parallel passage to that, that core teaching. So it's Galatians chapter 3 is our reading for today, verses 21 to 25. I'll just read it here. Uh, is the law therefore opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. For if a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. But Scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin, so that what was promised, be given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. Now here's the key verse, verse 24. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. Now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. And that that word guardian, it's a really interesting word. Uh, It's a very difficult word to translate. In fact, you'll find it translated in different ways, in different translations. Sometimes it's translated tutor, sometimes as custodian, sometimes here in the NIV as guardian. And what it is, it's the Greek word paedagogos. And the, the reason it's a hard word to translate, there's no English equivalent. What the paedagogos was in the ancient world was usually one of the household slaves who was really kind of assigned to, to watch over the kids, kind of like a nanny on steroids. And so the paedagogos' job was basically to follow the kids around, make sure they didn't get into trouble, 
And if they did, it veered off to the right or the left, they go, wacko, get him back into shape. Or if the kid is going to school, uh, the Patagogas was to follow them along and make sure they got there. If the kids started to veer off into the video game story, go, wacko, get him back into shape, veer off to the left, wacko, wacko, wacko. That's the purpose and function of the Patagogas, function of the law. And so that's what Paul is saying. That that's that was the the role of the law in our lives before faith came was to was to just go wacko, kind of give life. It just revealed our sin, and it was just to kind of keep us externally in, in control. And uh, and but that just the more it came, the more it re- we discovered that we can't fulfill the law, and it drives us to ourselves, drives us to to Jesus, to to grace. And that's always the purpose of the law. The purpose of the law is always to drive us to Jesus. And and it has a function. I think even today it has a function in our lives uh, as Christians. I'll get to that in just a moment. But, you know, the core function is is to, you know, even initially drive us to Jesus. Um, and I find that in the life of Jesus himself, this really, the purpose of the law really comes out. Because if if you think about Jesus and how he interacts with people, the people who already knew they were broken and knew they were sinners, he didn't give the law. He didn't go wacko. You know, to the to the prostitutes and to the to the tax collectors, they knew they were broken, and so he didn't preach the law to them. But to the Pharisees who thought they were self they were self righteous, thought that the law that they had fulfilled the law, he gave them the law. He said, "You want the law? I'll give you the law." He, uh, you know, you know, you've heard it said that you shall not commit adultery, but I say, if you even look with lust upon a woman, you've committed adultery in your heart. Wacko, wacko, wacko. You've heard it said that you shall not commit murder, but I say, if you are even angry with your brother, you committed mur- murder in your heart. Wacko. And uh, so to those, that's why Jesus is sometimes comes so strong and with the law, because he's using the law as its intended purpose, which is to drive self-righteous people to the end of ourselves, to the place where we realize, oh my goodness, I'm even worse than I thought it was. I need help. I need a rescuer. And then Jesus comes as the one who rescues us. And so that is the purpose of the law, the functional law. We see that in Paul. We see that in Jesus um, and I think we see it in our lives too. Certainly, uh, before we can become a Christian, the law does come in some form to show us that we're sinners and that we need to to receive Jesus into our lives and to receive forgiveness. Um, but I think the law can even function in that way as Christians. I, I wonder if in the second half of Romans 7, where Paul talks about his own struggle with sin, um, as a Christian, he says the things I want to do, I don't do. What I do, I, I, I you know, I do the evil. I very, I don't want to do, you know. And he, he, I think there's maybe the, the law is working in that way because how does that passage end? He ends with wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. It drives me to grace. And and so I just would say as we go into our day today or this week or every day. Um, you can ask yourself that question. Do I need the law right now or do I need grace? You know, I, I think there's times when I feel like I'm doing pretty good and I get a little bit self-righteous and I feel like, you know, I'm, I think I got this Christian thing down and maybe those are the times I need to shine the law <laughs> uh, on, on myself again and uh, to realize what someone has said that we think the Christian life is about, um, 
you know, improving ourselves. It's not improving ourselves, but being greater reflections of Jesus, really dying to ourselves, getting out of the way, taking off the old. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so in those moments when I maybe kind of start to elevate myself and feel like, okay, I got this. Um, I need the law to further just go wacko and 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 you want the law, Peter? You you're doing, you think you're doing pretty good with the law? Just wacko and drive you drive me to Jesus. And but there are certainly other times when I am in that place of just feeling broken and uh, um, and down on myself, perhaps. And I just need grace to remind me who my real identity is. But sometimes, actually, when I'm feeling down on myself or or, or you know self you know judging myself. Um, sometimes even there I need the law because I'm just in a self-pity mode, a self-focus, and I need the law to come and say, Peter, you think you're bad? You're not. You're worse than you think you are. I need to, I need the law to, you know, it's like I'm, I'm a wounded animal. But I'm not quite dead yet, but I need the law to finish me off there and bring me back to that place of, 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 of death, that the old man is dead. Consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So, you know, Martin Luther talked about that there's a kind of a daily baptism. And that daily baptism, reminding your baptism, we died with Christ. And so let there be that, let the law kill you again so that Jesus can give you life through the gospel. He loves you. Let's pray. Jesus, uh, help us to follow you and to seek you, uh, but not by trying to improve ourselves or make our, our flesh better. The flesh cannot be improved. It cannot be fixed. It must die every single day. We die to ourselves, we take up our cross, and we follow you. Jesus bids us come and die, Bonhoeffer says. And so we hear that call, we call, come to you afresh every morning, coming to the end of ourselves and to the beginning of you, which has no ending. We love you, Jesus. Lead us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm.